Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. I want to welcome all of you to this new series. It's a special kind of series. We call it a spiritual emphasis series or a campaign. Uh, last year, this time, in fact, we were emphasizing the idea of identity and we took a step together. We had an emphasis place like this one where we do several things in these type of campaigns or series. We're intentional about it because we want to bring everybody on the journey. Whatever we're doing here at Milestone Church, it's just how we do it is that we ask everybody to join us. So this year we're going to be talking about moving beyond and that's the title. We're going to move beyond where we are to where God wants to take us. I'm going to ask you if you have your Bibles to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 20. Welcome those watching online as well as those in making room and making space at 1230 and joining us uh, as well. In these type of spiritual journeys, emphasis series, campaigns, there's some components we have a devotional for you. We obviously have the weekend messages that I'm really excited to share with you as these are really going to pertain not only to what God's doing with us as a church, I want you to hear me on this, not only where God's taking us as a spiritual family, but these are things you can use in your parenting, in your business, in your planning and looking forward to where God's taking you. And so that these, these truths from scripture we're gonna be able to apply them to our life. There'll be a deposit there after the step that we all can take with us as we go forward. Yet we're moving together intentionally and uh, there'll be these message series, there'll be devotionals, and of course this weekend, if you're not a part of a small group, I wanna encourage you to jump into that. Uh, it's a biblical pattern. I'm so glad that Jesus lived with people, had relationships. He wasn't just a great teacher, though he taught. He lived in relationship. He had disciples. He had friends. And so that's how we do it here at Milestone is we also want to uh, connect with that biblical pattern of Jesus and the early church. They gathered for teaching, but they were also doing life together. And so that will enhance how you grow through these steps if you're connected in a small group. And so we have that available for you as well. Teams of people to serve you as well as the website. Um, I get excited about these baptisms. Can we, can we celebrate that one more time? I mean, we really can't celebrate it enough. We really can't. All of heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents and we're seeing lots and lots of people this weekend who are taking that spiritual step. And every one of them are a story all of them are an answer to prayer by a grandmother, a mom. We have to always remember that. See, it gets real to me because they're not just faces a lot of times. I know some of the stories. And so last night, in fact, at our Saturday night service, I sit over here and I see the girl leading you in worship right here. This is, this is Emily. And she's in our internship residency program studying at Dallas Baptist University to be a worship leader. And she interns with us. And there was a, a prayer meeting where she was praying for her parents. She's praying and crying and asking God to change her parents. And on an Easter weekend, when the altar call came, both parents, they raised their hand and accepted Christ. And so last night, what, what you see is the answer to the prayer of a daughter who's praying for her parents. That's real life. 
We can't miss this. This is real life. This is real people. And so I know many of you probably are praying for somebody. In fact, how many of you right now say, I'm praying for a friend or a family member? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I think most every hand in the room went up. Our prayer wall at the back that we pray over this time of year, um, we have prayer requests and a lot of them are that. I, salvation for my stepmom, my brother and a stepbrother. Please pray for my 13-year-old daughter that God would capture her heart. If you're a parent, man, you can agree with that prayer. Some of you know parenting techniques and, and if we, we, we depend on Jesus to change their heart. Man, I, as a father, I can, I can so agree with that prayer. My brother Joseph needs a relationship with Jesus desperately, they put on there. And of course, when we do things, we're, we're not, we, we, we include children and youth and they're praying. And this is a little card, a sticky note from the prayer wall in the back. God, I pray for my dad that he would know you so he can know you. A prayer of a child. Simple, but how many of you know God hears it? Jesus said, let the little children come unto me. Have that of a faith of a child. And so all of these, never forget, all, every time you watch people get in that water, and it's amazing to me, the dads, the husbands, the moms, the people, they're all an answer to prayer from someone praying and asking for God to change them. So let's pray for your needs. Let's pray for these prayer requests. Let's do that. Father, one of the things that gives us so much encouragement is that you are outside of us. You're greater than us. You care about every single person, every single story, all the circumstances you see them. And so we take great confidence today that as we bring these people to you, we bring their hearts to you, we bring their lives to you, we bring our children to you, we bring our brothers, our sisters, our friends, our step-parents, our coworkers, we bring them to you, Jesus. And we ask you to do what only you can do. Where they're at right now, we pray that you would just arrest their hearts, that you would show them your love and your greatness. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. I'm really excited about this step. Uh, if you're new to Milestone, one thing you'll find about our culture is we're, we, we have a measure of intentionality. The reason we try to have a measure of intentionality is is that we don't wanna just be a mob of people, we wanna be a family. So, so in a family, you gotta kinda have a family plan to get everybody on board along the way. And so when we say we're launching into beyond, I want you to know this is not something just a couple of months ago or three months ago that was kinda like, hey, let's go over here. It's really, literally, the vision of God is years in the making, but the step we're taking is about a year practically. I started about a year ago praying. Because every time you take a step, you, 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 got, you realize as you walk with God, you, you can't start on the external. You have to start on the internal. You have to know that you know that you know because every time you go forward, there's, there, there's warfare, there's challenges, there's pressures. There's, and, and so you have to start in the internal. So I started praying. My wife and I started praying. Our leadership team, our elders, we started praying. And then our staff started praying. By the way, our staff is, has been praying every single week specifically for you for this step, that you would join us in this journey, that we really could be a family that takes a step together. We've been praying and sometimes even with all the plans, you know, over the last year and getting ready and getting everybody connected and, and we've had leadership meetings and we've had large gatherings and small gatherings and we've been casting vision. Sometimes even God's timing sort of works out beyond your genius and we had prepare recently, which I think is just a God thing. 
because we had some moments to be together and we saw God heal people and save people and change people and we had just an awesome time together and uh, of course we fasted together. If we're going to fast, we want to do it together. You know what I'm saying? We do everything together. And then we ate the, the meal after the fast, you know, like I, I love it because you were texting me your meal. So I could eat vicariously, not just my meal, but I could eat through your meals. You know, you say, pastor, what did you have for your meal after the fast? I had Whataburger. I said, give him praise. If you don't like Whataburger, double meat, mayonnaise all the way, come to the altar at the end of the service and get healed in Jesus name. Because I'm a preparing person, I actually got it before the service was over. I'm gonna confess. Stored it in the console of my car. I took our guest speaker to the airport. He's talking to me. I said, brother, you're just gonna have to pause for a minute. Pull that thing out while I'm driving. Come on now. Whataburger will help a man of God. You know what I'm saying? Especially after three days when you're real hungry. So we fasted together, we ate together, we prayed and prepared together. And I just, I want you to understand there's, there, there's, there's all of us along the way have been coming into this. And if you've not been brought into it, I, I wanna bring you this weekend into something that I know God's calling us to as, as a church family. Ephesians 3.20 though is the, is the theme. It's the thesis. It's kind of home base. Now we're gonna look at characters in the Bible we're gonna learn some things about these stories and how that they relate to God and how God works in their lives. And, and as always, you're gonna find we're very similar to a lot of these people. But we're gonna keep coming back to this thesis and theme and verse in Ephesians 3.20. This is actually a letter to an actual church. This from the Apostle Paul. This church was, was growing, it was influential, and Paul had a heart for them, so he's writing back to them, he's giving them instruction, and I love Ephesians chapter three, because I see his heart for them to get something that really are spiritual truths from God. And so I love even Ephesians 3.10 is one of my favorite, before Ephesians 3.20, where he starts talking to them about the answers, because he, we, we, we many times, if we're not careful, we'll get consumed by the darkness of our world. Now, I don't know about you, but, but I, I, I'm sure there's, there's been the dark ages. I'm a, I'm, I'm a student of history, and I try to never think, well, man, I, I'm living in the worst challenges spiritually, but, but I, I sense our world, there's, there's, there's darkness, there's challenges. As a parent, I'm like, wow, my kids are facing some things I didn't have to face. There's an antagonistic culture growing against the things of God. Darker, yeah, I don't know if you feel that, but, 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 but here's the thing, we don't have to be hopeless. We don't have to be hopeless because Paul answers to them in their dark world. He says, I have a plan. That plan starts with a person. His name is Jesus, but that Jesus died and rose from the dead to empower an a live church. He says, to these dark principalities of your generation in Ephesians 3.10, I will manifest, God will manifest his wisdom, his multifaceted greatness through the church to those principalities and powers and dark rulers. And then he, he keeps using this word, for this reason. For this reason, okay, here's this. And then for this reason, the apostle Paul says, I, I bow my knee. And he prays one of the greatest prayers in the New Testament for a church that wants to be a light in the darkness, for a group of people who wanna stand in their generation. And he starts talking about the love of God. 
and how powerful it is. I, I wanna tell you right up front as we start this journey, you won't wanna go beyond unless you are arrested by the love of God. When you know how much he's loved you and when you experience that love, love is the highest motivator. I've been preaching since I was 16 years old and young pastor, you're like, what do you study? I study, I look at scripture, I ask God, I pray, but I always just feel him. I feel him say, Jeff, make sure they know how much I love them. Willpower will never be a high enough motivator for you. Your fear will control you unless you experience the love of God because it's the perfect love of God that casts out your fear. And so he starts talking to them about fear and then he comes down here to a very powerful verse that is gonna be our theme verse. Now to him, to this Jesus, who is able, who is able, I wanna tell you, including the one sharing this message with you, we all need our perspective of Jesus raised to another level. We are all so consumed with what we can do and how does it work and that doesn't have this. I mean, this week I had a pro, I, I was like, I, I, need a, I need an answer, Jesus. You know what the good news is? When I get consumed with needing an answer to a, a, a very complex problem, I, I have to remind myself, he is able. I feel incapable. I feel like, man, this is too complex. I don't know what to do. I don't see a solution anywhere right now in my periphery or in front of me. But he is able. He is able, so he lifts our eyes to a greater perspective of him to do far more abundantly Beyond. If you mark in your Bibles or on the notes, you might want to underline that word beyond because we're going to keep coming back to that concept that he is beyond all that we ask or think according to what? According to our plans, our strategies, our own abilities? No, according to the power that works within us. That power that works within us. So what is our theme and thesis for the next few weeks? It's this idea that, that, that God can do far beyond what we ask or think, and there's this measure of it that happens in us. He does something in us, and then it happens through us along the way. You may be wondering, man, that verse of scripture, you just, you know, that Ephesians three, that sounds so powerful, this, this manifold wisdom of God and the darkness and the love of God and God being so great and God doing amazing things. Like, what would that be like? Well. What would it be like to be in an atmosphere like that? What would it be like to be in a church like that? And I say this with all humility. Words fail me a little bit. Some of you that have been around this a little while, I feel such the fear of God that we're stewarding a moment in his presence right now with what he's doing. This is, this is not normal. It's not normal. And, I, and it fails me even to know how to even convey that. And I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we don't have problems. I'm not saying we're not, we're, we're not the standard. We're not the book of Ephesians. We're not the Bible for sure. But I'm gonna tell you, you're sitting in the midst of a place where God's doing significant things in the lives of people. We're seeing it day after day after day after day. I wanna take you back just a little bit and then I wanna help you move forward with where I think God's taking us as we move beyond. Watch this with me. For over 15 years, people from all walks of life have called Milestone Church home. Year after year, our vision has stayed the same. 
reaching people, and building lives. As we've been faithful to this vision, we've seen hurting people healed, generations of families changed, and lost people find hope in Jesus. I was lost. I knew about God, but I didn't know God. I was addicted to alcohol and had 10 DUIs. My life was broken. I didn't know how to lead my wife or even myself. And my family was falling apart. I came to a prayer meeting at Milestone years ago. Everybody's always looking for a group. I was single and in my 20s searching for meaning and purpose in life. I'd recently given my life to Christ and I started attending Milestone Church. And when I walked in and met the people, I knew that this was what spiritual family looked like. I got discipled and learned what it meant to be in spiritual family. After I'd recently given my life to Christ, God spoke to me clearly and said, I want you to forgive your dad. That day in 2002, I went over to his house. I remember it was so cold, it was freezing outside. He gave his life to Christ and we went in the backyard, 35 degree weather, and I baptized him in our swimming pool. Since getting connected to Milestone Church over 15 years ago, our family's life has been changed forever. I got radically saved. God saved my marriage in my family, and he's continuing to work in our family. I've gone to Milestone since I was born. I grew up in a children's church. I saw my dad and my grandpa live their lives following Jesus, and I wanted to do it too. I was seven years old when I gave my life to Jesus when I prayed with my parents. I really just learned how to read my Bible and reach my friends and be bold about my faith. Recently, I had a bunch of men from the church pray over me as a young man. And it meant so much to me. I bring about 21 guys to Elevate every week. It's been amazing to see the impact that God's done in their lives and just seeing what God did for me, He's also doing for them. Jesus used Milestone to reach me and my entire family has been changed. But we're not the only ones. We've seen God impact so many lives. And we know there are more broken families out there just like us that need the hope of Jesus and a church like Boston. From the very beginning of Milestone, we believe God for stories like this one. Not just one person being changed, but three different generations. We've had many stories like this. Maybe your story is similar. You may not even know it, but when you engage with the church, you help make these kind of stories possible. When you serve, when you give, when you love people, 
You add your part to the most evangelistic environment on the planet, the local church. More than an organization, the church is a spiritual family, and it's a growing family. At each step along the way, faithful people made sacrificial decisions to make room for others. And as a church family, we've arrived at another one of these moments. It's hard to believe, but in almost two years since we moved into our new building, once again, we're having space issues. We've added several thousand people. In fact, 400 people were baptized in 2018, more than ever in the history of Milestone. We celebrate with every single one. But because of this growth, some of our services are at 90% capacity. This isn't a problem if you come by yourself, but if you come with your family or your friends, it won't be easy to find a seat together. But we're not just reaching people, we're building lives too. In these same two years, we've had more than 2,500 adults engage with our growth track. And that's our simple plan to help every person take their next steps in their relationship with God. We're in everyone church. So we want every person to have every opportunity to become who God created them to be. We're so grateful for everything God has done in the lives of people like you. But we're now at capacity. So we either make more space or we put a sign out front that says we're full, there's no vacancy. But we know that's not an option. We know that's not the heart of Jesus. Another reason we need to create more space is we're living in a divine moment where God is bringing people from across the country, around the world, to our area. And we wanna have plenty of room to serve them, to have an opportunity for them to hear the message of Jesus. We're taking our next step in the original vision that God gave us to reach people and to build lives. And every time we've taken another step to make more space, God sends people our way and we see new stories of transformation in the lives of real people. And I'm excited to share with you our next step, a spiritual journey we're calling Beyond. And this is a church-wide campaign that includes a message series, a daily devotional, and small groups. We love campaigns. We're a campaign church because we like to take steps together. Our inspiration for this specific campaign came from Ephesians 3.20. It says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. Notice it says that God is able. He's able to do beyond what we can currently see or think. But notice it's according to the power that's working within us. He does the impossible. He does that which is beyond what we're seeing today, but he does it through us. Now I wanna tell you a little bit more practically about what we're going to do. The first thing we're going to do is add about 900 additional seats to our worship center by removing the temporary wall. To make this clear, the back wall of our worship center is a temporary wall and it's designed to be removed in order to add the new seating. Our original vision from the very beginning was to have 2,500 seats, but we felt like as we took this step to our new building, 
It was not a wise decision to try to stretch and move in at that size. But we also believe that it was poor stewardship to not have a plan that would allow us to continue to grow and also to have our current services uninterrupted as we worship together. The next thing we need is additional kid space. And as much as we need more room in the worship center, here's what I'm excited about our kids. The kids aren't waiting to get in the big room to do something great for God. They're following Jesus now. They're leading their friends now. And many of them are dragging their parents to church now. We love this. We want to make more room for them to keep taking steps. When you walk into our kids area, you see one of our favorite phrases. You don't have to wait to be great. You can be a great kid. Our kids are learning discipleship and living this out as they lead and serve others. We're creating more space for more kids to realize the huge gifts God has placed in them now. Students are experiencing a move of God on Wednesday nights. They're literally taking over the whole church. What's more exciting though, is they're taking Jesus with them to their classrooms, to their school campuses and their homes. We are raising a generation of Christian leaders not followers, those who are shaping the culture and changing the future. They aren't just the future leaders of Milestone, they are the present leaders. They lead us. I love being led in worship by our student leaders. We've learned also that every time we make space for people, we also have to make space for your cars. So we're adding more parking at this phase as well. Some of the people that we've had help us with the due diligence phase and we've met with have suggested we find quicker ways to get people on and off campus. But when you're part of a relational, connected church family, you're just not in a hurry to leave. We don't wanna lose this, but it does increase the number of spots that we need. In the total project for our parking, we will have 1,500 spots. We're believing to add this parking at the very beginning of us starting construction on this project, adding a little over 600 new additional spots and those spots wrapping around to the east of the building to make parking and access to the building more simple and easy. Finally, we'll increase our commons to better accommodate people moving throughout our campus. This starts with a problem that many of you I know may have already experienced, and that is the way we move in and out of the worship center. We're increasing the number of air-conditioned entry and exit points to ensure comfortable and efficient access. We're believing this will increase the overall quality of the worship experience as people are able to exit more freely. Well, in order to take these steps, We're believing God for a three-year commitment of $15 million. We like to say we're an everyone church, we're a spiritual family, but in an everyone church, we take steps together. Everyone has value, everyone has a part, and every time we take a step, we want everyone to come with us. That's the thing that excites me the most about going on these spiritual journeys. I know God's going to provide, But what I want is for every person to go on the journey. I don't want anyone to be left out. So what am I asking you to do? I'm asking you to go on the journey. I'm asking you to pray and let God speak to you 
and tell you what he wants you to do. And then when you know what he's asking you to do, just do that. It's that simple. That's what Brandy and I are doing personally. And I know if we all do this, not only will we hit the financial need, but we'll grow into the kind of people who are ready to serve and love the people God wants to send. As I look back over the years, here's what I've learned as your pastor and as someone walking out my own faith just like you. When God calls me to go beyond, it's more than the steps we take in our walk with God, it's how we take them. Every time we go beyond where we are, there's more of Him He wants to show us, more of learning how to hear His voice, more of learning how to pray with our family, with our spouse, with a group of singles together in a small group, more of us getting His heart, more of His love for people, more of how to take a step and step out in faith. God's going to show us all how to do this, and we're gonna do it together. And that's why I'm excited to go on this spiritual journey with you. Exciting. It's awesome what God's doing. You know, when you come to these kind of moments, you, you start looking back and you start looking forward and you think about your present. And so over the next few weeks, I'm going to tell you a lot of stories that really show you, obviously, there's the practical side of this, but really at the end of the day, it's, it's about lives. It's about honoring God. It's about people. And and, and every time you listen to God and do what he says, the, the results are the lives of people that are transformed. And I know many of you, you may look at the story that I tell you, it's, I, I, I tell you, it's a, it's a personal story to me. So the story I tell you, it's, it's very personal. Yet I think it's also one that, that shows several things. It, it shows something from the past. It, it shows a legacy. I, I was there. When Mr. Eddie Sr., we call him Mr. Eddie, I was there when we had no building, no place. We were in a, a place we were praying in a, in a small uh, church building that they were letting us use. And I was there when his son tricked him and said, let's go to the movies. And then he brought him to a prayer meeting. I think God forgives. And I watched his life get radically transformed. I was there when now Pastor Eddie, who leads our serve team, I, I watched him develop in his faith. I, I watched as he married Brianna, who was really one, she was the first person to come here when we started Milestone Church, a, a, a young girl. And I watched their marriage, I watched their lives, and, 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 and I'm talking about the past, present, future. I, I was there the other night when we gathered with a group of men, with the youngest. 14 years old and began to challenge him to be a man of God. Challenge him that you're not waiting till tomorrow. You're a part of what God's doing today. You, and talk about his future marriage and his future children and what God's doing through him. And, and, I, and I find myself in those settings weeping and crying and praying over them because, you see, that's what a spiritual family produces. The legacy of generations. The legacy of generations. See, he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's a God who's moving forward. And so those stories, and I, and I want to encourage you that, that, that you have to begin to see that, 
that you have no idea what God has waiting for you when he moves you beyond where you are today. You don't know the friends, the relationships, or even in your personal life, what could be waiting on the other side of God's next step for you. So I said it in the video, I wanna say it again. It's not just the step, it's how you take the step. How you take the step and cooperate with God in whatever area of your life that God is leading you. So I wanna talk to you about where God's taking us. When you say this word beyond, first of all, he's taking us beyond ourselves. He's taking us beyond ourselves. And so I I wanna be very pastoral here for a minute. I'm not condemning you, I'm not criticizing you. It's very normal to watch a group of people taking a new step and immediately filter it through how it affects you. It's very normal. It's very normal to start thinking, well, wait a minute, okay, wait, the church get bigger. What about those 900 seats? What would it mean for my seat? What about that? Okay, what, is Pastor Jeff gonna become weird, get a wig, pinky ring, what's gonna happen? <laughs> That's very normal. That just makes you a sane person. It makes you a sane person. And by the way, for some of you, I know we've had lots of you come to Christ. Let me talk to a lot of you newly, newly saved, new, new to this journey, or some of you who have been on the journey a while but haven't matured. There's a fulfillment part of getting beyond yourself. There's a significance, see? In the natural, you're born a baby, and babies, it's all about them. Their substance, their, their, their feeding, their, they get to become a two-year-old, their toys, their life, their stuff, that's normal. The Bible uses that metaphor and picture of babies as they grow up. It's very normal to interpret life as a baby in, in the physical and in the spiritual through the lens of your needs. Now then let me encourage you for a minute. God cares about your needs. God wants to meet your needs. God wants you to bring him your needs. But maturity is when you, you are a child, you think as a child, you act as a child. But maturity is, is when you come up to a place where you go, it's not about me. It's not about me, it's about someone else. And, and there's a power in these journeys as we get beyond ourselves and we begin to think about others. We begin to see what God wants to do in us and through us for others. And there is a fulfillment. And let me tell you, psychologists, pastors, anyone that works with people understand that the unprecedented level of unhappiness and lack of fulfillment and lack of significance in our culture is that we're being taught a lie that you will be happier when you make it about you. The kingdom of God gives us a totally different perspective. The Bible gives us a different perspective. Don't make it about you. Make it about others and there is so much fulfillment on the other side of that equation. I love stories. We're gonna tell you lots of stories through this. Lots of stories. I was watching a story the other day where Dan Rather was interviewing Greg Allman. You show your age if you know who he is. (laughs) Greg Allman in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a rock legend the singer of the Allman Brothers. I was really intrigued by his story. His father was was killed when he was very little and Dan Rather was talking about his history and he was talking about his music. And then he he said, if you don't mind, can can I talk to you about your personal life for a minute? And I'm like leaning in as a pastor, I wanna hear about this. He said, you've been married six times. And and, and so he starts asking about it. I thought the guy might hedge a little bit, but he, he was really open. Of course, he died in 2017 and he was married again, which he said in the interview at this time he would never do. He said, can you tell me about that? He said, well, here's the deal. Early on, I I felt a connection to them. You know, he was married to Cher for like a three-year period. He said, I felt a connection to them. And I'm I'm listening to 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 his thought process. He said, I felt a connection. He said, but then they started trying to change me. 
thinking, that brother should have done pre-marriage counseling with me. I could have told him that's going to happen. Y'all know what I'm saying. (laughs) And he said, you know what? The reason I've been married six times is nobody's changing me. Nobody's telling me what to do. I live the life I live. I do what I want to do. And I want to tell you, not just Greg Allman, all of us, when you make it about you, the wheels come off of that which you care about the most. The enemy won't tell you that. He'll tell you, make it about you, and he'll deceive you into thinking that you'll be fulfilled when it's about you. But the real fulfillment's on the other side. The second thing that I found in this is it's beyond, he takes us beyond what we can do to what what God wants to do through us. And so as we walk together and we join in together in years of doing this, again, for 20 plus years, this is what I've done. I've walked it out in my own personal life. And yet helped all of you and people take these steps. And I've, I've, known, I've seen some patterns. I've, I've seen kind of what God's always up to. And, and, and something that you'll carry with you beyond this step for us as Milestone Church. Because God will get us to our next step. It will happen. But, but what's the deposit he puts in you as an individual when we take these steps together? And that is that he teaches us something about his character, about his faithfulness, and about his ability to do above and beyond what we can ask or think. Our tendency is, it's very practical. Let me go back to you. You're not crazy for thinking this way. Here, here's what I can do. God says, I want you to go there. But, 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 but here's what I can do. But here's the time I have. But here's the resources I have. Here, here's all the stuff that I got going on. Here's the circumstances. And let me tell you what God does when you cooperate with him in this whole beyond concept. He goes, I, I know that. I made you. In fact, all of that you have, I supplied it too. But here's what I want to teach you. Wherever I'm taking you is not about you. It's about what I can do in and through you. And he begins to show you his faithfulness. And then you sing a song like, isn't he, isn't he, isn't he beyond compare, treasure rich and rare, marvelous and holy. So see, you don't just see those words on the page. When you let God do in and through you something significant and you trust in his faithfulness, you begin to worship him different because you have a heritage. You go, you are, you're beyond compare. You're treasure rich and rare. You're marvelous and holy because you are doing something in a willing vessel like me that doesn't have the ability, but just by my willingness, you'll do it through me. That's what'll happen if you'll go on this journey. And you'll carry that with you for the rest of your journey with Jesus. You'll carry it with you. It's about stories. I like to make them real. I always think about the different stories, but when I'm standing over here, I see the stories all around us. So I mentioned to you, Emily there, who's one of our residents, but I looked over in the drum cage and the, the young man playing drums today in the fishbowl, you may not be able to see him back there. His name's Colin Hatcher. In April, he'll be 16 years old. I remember when we were a group of people behind Taco Casa in a grocery store coming to this beyond moment that we're all sitting in here. And I remember one of the first meetings, Colin Hatcher was a 10-year-old boy. He was on the front row. And I started talking about, here's what I believe. God's gonna move us to this place and we're gonna do this. And he had questions. And he was like, I, he was like antsy, like it's just in the, in the, like a racehorse in the stall. And his mom was like, stop, 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 stop. He's like, I got questions. By the way, I love the fact that our young people have questions, that they're engaged, that they're a part of the vision. By the way, this is not our church. It's their church. They have opinions, just ask them. 
I want to know about this. And Pastor Jeff, have you thought about that? And he had a little analytical mind and his mom finally let him ask me a bunch of questions. See, that story is even bigger than that. I remember when his mom was introduced to my wife and we started carpooling kids. I remember when his mom got beyond herself a big crazy step as a medical doctor in South Lake left all of it behind to serve all of you as our missions director. That's a big beyond moment. She serves every day. The serve teams we have, the outreach we have came through a beyond moment. I also remember his dad, who I prayed for for a two-year period, who's an emergency medicine doctor and gave his heart and life to Christ. See, it's, 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 look, look, it's beyond. It's beyond. It's beyond. And now, you know what I love? I just looked over there during worship. I thought, there's the 10-year-old kid leading drums in the building that he had questions about. Isn't that amazing? There's a lot waiting for us on the other side of beyond. I'm asking you to just be willing, just to say yes. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you that you're moving us beyond. I thank you that you take us from where we are to where you want us to be. You are our Lord. We're submitted to you. You're in charge. We're, we're, we're willing. We're willing to let you lead us. If there's one person that doesn't know you, Jesus, whether watching online or in this space or there at 1230 right now, Lord, I thank you that that, that person, they can just say yes to you. Just where you are to say, Jesus, I believe you died for me, rose from the dead. He'll come into your life and change you. You can let us know. Come forward at the end of the service. Come to 101 so we can help you. But all of us, Lord, we're excited to go beyond where we are to where you wanna take us because you are a loving father who has great things prepared beforehand for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 